Welcome to the Artificial Intelligence Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Huang. I talk anything and everything that has to do with AI, ML, and data science. Data science might just be the most buzzed about job in tech right now, but its pop culture conceals some of the worst realities about uh, being a fresh graduate in this industry. So um, with the mainstream of automated machine learning or AutoML and like Data Robot, for instance, which is like an AI platform which can train and tune machine learning models, businesses don't necessarily need full-fledged data scientists who can perform end-to-end data processing from like exploratory data analysis or EDA to building um, ETL pipelines, at least not for junior roles. So entry-level jobs in the, in the data science field tend to focus on working with, you know, these tools, which is uh, tuning hyperparameters for machine learning models and also doing um, data cleaning. And so, you know, they do that rather than building and training machine learning models. So those types of roles, which have a direct impact on executive decision making are largely reserved for data scientists with five or more years of experience. So companies are still hiring those people that can solve problems that automation can't. And these tend to be people that have a bit of experience in the world, you know, working on very specific problems and they have expertise for using these tools. And so, you know, now there's this huge barrier to entry and, you know, data scientists has, has always had, you know, a very high barrier to entry with 42% of data scientist roles requiring a machine learning degree or higher. And so as automation takes over the, uh, the menial parts of a data scientist's job, and, you know, most people don't know this, but... 80 to 90% of a data scientist's time is actually spent cleaning data. Um, the bar for landing a uh, like an entry-level data scientist job is both higher and lower. Um, so it, it's just a, a trend that is analogous to America's shrinking middle class. So companies are seeking to fill lower-paying you know, data analyst roles that require fewer years of experience, which also, you know, hiring these highly skilled data scientists with domain experience who can can solve uh, uh, um, these specific business problems simultaneously, right? So it's like, um, you know, determining risk for like certain diseases or, or like increasing voter turnout, for instance. So this, um, the, an analysis by uh, Katie Nuggets uh, revealed that on average, Companies require candidates to have at least four to four and a half years of experience as a data scientist and, you know, five to five and a half years of experience in in a specific domain. So a lot of people have been advising like these these new uh, graduates uh, that are seeking a data scientist role to find work first as a data analyst, but then, you know, offer to help the, the companies tackle you know, data, uh, you know, machine learning problems to get real world, real world experience in that domain as a, a, a data analyst. So now, 
you're a data analyst that can deal with many business problems that come up, whether they, you know, they have it in mind or it's in the future. So after, you know, gaining a few years of work experience in uh, as a data analyst, you know, solving problems with machine learning, you'll have an easier time landing a peer uh, data science uh, scientist role. So even if it's hard for you know, data science, uh, scientists, uh, graduates to land their dream job right off the bat. It's still a promising field as the demand for data scientists, uh, continues to skyrocket. So the Bureau, um, of labor statistics predicts that data scientists roles will grow, uh, by 15%, uh, between 2019 to 2029, um, much faster than the average, uh, for all op occupations, while the average base salary for a data scientist in the in the states is around one hundred twenty-two thousand, so and that's annual. So um, why are you're, you're probably asking why why is it that uh, that these data science roles are in such high demand? So as the world goes digital, the amount of data we generate is growing exponentially. Uh, so it's like to the tune of like 2.5 quintillion bytes every day. And so the bulk of this comes from IOT devices uh, and IOT is Internet of Things. So in fact, the what's kind of interesting is that the coronavirus pandemic has ushered in this new type of wearable technology that logs biomarkers like skin temperature and, and breathing rates uh, as a proxy for detecting symptoms of COVID-19. So some sports leagues, factories, nursing homes, and universities are already using them to predict virus exposure. So when uh, these government-mandated lockdowns went into effect uh, towards the beginning of, of 2020, consumers changed their habits uh, dramatically, right? So they're turning to like streaming services, online shopping, telehealth, and contactless mobile payments. And this spurred an unprecedented growth in data generating services. So nearly a third of US customers use contactless payments for the first time since the pandemic. And the majority of them plan to continue, right? And this was said by uh, uh, the, the CEO of, of PayPal. And so, you know, they, they uh, he said this back in like April of last year where he said um, PayPal had this tremendous surge of, of growth during uh, the pandemic. So changes in consumer habits during during this past pandemic and we're, we're still in the pandemic um, accelerates a trend that had already been in place for years. So big data is now mission critical to more and more businesses and not just the the big tech giants. So from the machine learning algorithms that like triage posts and say Facebook's news feeds to geo-targeted ads from like local businesses, most B2B, which is business to business and B2C, which is business to consumer uh, software applications rely on data to personalize the user experience or CX uh, for short. So Businesses now realize that the return on investment from grounding their business decision in data is, is so valuable. 
And while many businesses eliminated non-essential spending in response to the pandemic, companies continue to invest in B2B software applications that give them more insight into their data, such as like project uh, management tools, uh, BI or business intelligence, and marketing uh, automation, with 27% reporting that spending had increased uh, in last year in 2020. Now, while some of these software applications um, are like going to be like turnkey solutions, companies still hire data scientists to build custom data pipelines, create and maintain data uh, databases, and then uh, own the overall data management strategy. So as uh, organizations invest heavily into this new digital transformation, the integration of uh, digital technologies into all areas of businesses, uh, so it's like a plethora of, of data science uh, sub-roles, is, is cropping up from data architects to BI or business intelligence uh, uh, engineers to regular data engineers to database ad administrators and these niche uh, machine learning specialists such as like NLP or natural language processing engineers or CB or computer vision specialists. So while data scientists are instrumental in helping corporations pad their bottom line, data science can also generate real social impact from, you know, combating the uh, opioid crisis or helping like vulner vulnerable families access like public benefits, for instance. So there's a there's a big ocean of problems uh, data scientists can tackle in fields that are most likely in line with something that they're passionate about. So, um, you know, the, the next thing we want to take a look at is just, you know, the, why is there a, a talent shortage and this really tight labor market that uh, is currently existing. So the talent shortage in uh, data science isn't a simple matter of not enough people training to become data scientists. In fact, there is an experience gap that tends to be built into highly practical professions with a, a very steep learning curve like software engineering where education is a weak substitute for real world experience. So from, you know, what a lot of people have observed, technical skills alone will only get you halfway there. You really need to build like a, a like a solid grasp of the domain or the industry that you're working on to be really efficient. And so, you know, while companies struggle to fill these roles, uh, the demand for data literate business professionals is expanding beyond traditional data science jobs. So uh, now companies are seeking candidates with like analytical skills, such as like data minded digital marketers, which is why there's a term called growth marketing. Uh, there's also HR professionals, account managers, and financial uh, consultants, people who can query data for business insights, do A to B, uh, A B test, uh, you know, approaches, track performance metrics, and you know, just kind of show how they're adding value to the bottom line. So now these these jobs, which are now you know coined uh, analytics enabled jobs, um, describe this new breed of data informed job roles. So now C-level execs, such as like CEOs, CIOs, um, have always relied on like key performance indicators to make decisions. 
But leadership teams are digging deeper into their data, you know, relying on like detailed dashboards, real-time BI or business intelligence, and insights from data scientists. So these days, you know, what's more effective is when data scientists are more integrated and embedded in the functional teams, and they're able to apply analysis side-by-side uh, -side with stakeholders. So how is you know, the industry responding to all this? Um, the reason behind a talent shortage has never, was like really never cut and dry. Um, in 2018, the number of data scientists job posts far outpaced the number of job seekers. Uh, and this was just according to Indeed.com. Uh, but the picture gets more complicated when you're factoring in, you know, employer, uh, employee, or I'm sorry, employer expectations and then the current educational system. And also there's like a gender gap in the STEM uh, field. Uh, STEMs is uh, science, technology, um, uh, engineering, and math. Uh, and that applies equally to data science. And this was like a report done by uh, the Business Higher Education Forms and uh, PwC, where like men outpace women by three to one. So universities have responded to this, this huge demand for data science talent by ramping up degree programs in data science, data analytics, and machine learning, uh, particularly at the undergraduate level. Now, there are many undergraduate computer science majors now studying machine learning as part of their course and universities are launching like you know 300 plus new data science and analytics uh, uh degrees and, and uh, uh, uh cr um, credentials since like you know 2010 and so according to the uh, data science programs um there's over 800 data science programs offered by over 500 universities with the master of data science being the most popular but you know this onslaught of of education programming is still not enough so just about a quarter of educators say that their um, graduates will have data science and analytics skills and many of these programs have not been around long enough for employers to have a clear view of the viability of the job candidates that they're producing. And what's more, many data scientists are self-taught, and so they rely on like, like MOOCs and other online courses to learn data science, which further fragments the uh, the job market and the types of qualifications employers find, you know, really, really valuable. So there's over 4 million people that have, you know, been enrolled in like data science specializations, which are offered through like, say, for instance, John Hopkins University through MMOC's provider, Coursera. Um, some uh, like employers are willing to accept credentials from short courses. Others, you know, where these candidates are missing fundamental uh, analytics skills. And, you know, as a result, job seekers have trouble framing their skill sets in a way that is favorable to recruiters. So, however, um, the problem also lies with recruiters, which tend to demand very specific technical experiences like Hadoop or R for some reason, 
um, you know, instead of emphasizing more widely applicable skills like data visualization and teamwork. So since uh, data science is, is often a decision-making role, employers tend to look for candidates with five to 10 years of experience with less demand for junior positions. So this lack of readiness to invest in developing talent, uh, employers expect people to just know everything from the start. So basically, everyone loses out. So companies like IBM and Amazon are addressing the, the talent shortage by reskilling and upskilling their existing employees in analytic skills and artificial intelligence. So this could be as simple as like encouraging employees to take, you know, more MMOCs, kind of like, you know, just going on Coursera, Udemy, or just attending conferences to create an in-house education curriculum or enlisting a third party, you know, education provider. So in, in cases, um, employees in non-data related roles are also encouraged to participate in data science training such as like data visualization ai and information strategy so um you know what's also kind of interesting is like there's this one startup in china called transwarp they they launched like an ai platform and uh it, it launched at uh, this its own university it was like a university startup uh, and it was to provide data science training and certification programs for people looking to upgrade their skills. So, you know, it's it's, it's great that they're teaching data literacy to everyone. It's, and, you know, it's, it, 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 it's, it's kind of like, um, you know, back in the day, you know, a couple decades ago, uh, they've seen that in high schools when they're teaching uh, the, these these young kids like basic Excel and, and Microsoft Office skills. So you know, so now data science is is such a broad field that it just can't be taught over the course of a few afternoon seminars, right? So, um, and organizations organizations um, what they can do is they can they can offer training to these high performing employees or those that just whose like core skills are already kind of related to data science, such as like BI analysts or, or even software engineers. So, you know, I, I, I think where the industry's headed, it's not about having a million proficient data scientists that can come up with like an entire, you know, ETA from model creation to implementation. It's more about having software engineers to understand enough to implement these auto ML techniques. So because employer uh, retraining programs are expensive and limited in scope and don't they really, they don't really help address the wider talent shortage. Um, that's why online learning and boot camps, e either online or in person, will play a crucial role in preparing the future workforce for challenges technology is going to bring. So general university curriculums should include some sort of data, you know, literacy, uh, not necessarily coding, but just being able to understand how data influences the decisions that we make these days. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can contact me at tonyphoang.com for more information on AI, ML, and data science.